Hello, everyone, and welcome. It is time. Great Lakes Brewery presents Sunday night's main event. It's the full year after party. And please welcome to the screen your hosts, Dan the Mouth Lebransky and Joe Aguinaldo. Alrighty. How's it going, everybody? All right, here we are. It's just slightly after midnight, as is wont with an AEW pay-per-view, though. <laughs> uh, they like to go late, but thankfully, it's on a Saturday night, so none of us are forced to get up in a couple hours and go to work. Uh, so that is, a, that is a good thing for sure. Uh, I'm here with Joe Aguinaldo. Joe, how you doing tonight? All right. Um, uh, just to echo your sentiments, I am glad that it was on a Saturday night because this was a long ass pay per view yes. as as normal. So exactly, exactly. And uh, Boris is with us as well, but I, uh, Boris, I think, is going to keep his eyes on the press conference uh, just in case anything interesting happens afterwards. Because after the last pay per view, uh, <laughs> press conference was pretty interesting. Although I'm, I, I would not be surprised if Tony Khan comes out by himself and no one else. No one else is allowed to come out and talk. It'll just be Tony Khan. So let's get into it here, though, because we got a lot to talk about. Uh, full gear. Uh, we had the um, what? What? What did they call the um, zero hour? Zero hour. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so we had the zero hour show, and this was. I heard a bunch of things. At first, I heard it was only going to be half an hour with one match. Then I heard it was going to be an hour with two matches. And what we got was an hour with three matches, actually. So there you go. The first match on the show uh, was the best friends in Orange Cassidy and Rocky Romero against QT Marshall, Lee Johnson, Nick Camarado, Colt Carter, and Aaron Solo. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, there was, you know, it was an okay match. The crowd was actually pretty hot for Orange. They seemed to be uh, very excited about this. And then the match goes to, there was a... The the factory ends up having a one man advantage because uh, the other the best friend and company are supposed to have a mystery part very evil as they say very nice very <laughs> evil mystery partner or something like that so yes that, it was uh, I was I was pretty curious as to who that might yeah, be yeah geez for. I was too I'm like <laughs> wow special debut right off the top but uh, no it, so it ends up uh, they're 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 uh, down a man as the match gets started here so the factory gets a lot of the advantage advantage here um but eventually you know qt is actually gonna pile drive orange on the steps and then Danhausen comes out um with the spike uh he comes in runs rough shot over everybody um and orange punch eventually gets the orange punch on camarado of all people and then Danhausen gives him a shot pins him on uh, Danhausen corks qt marshall with the spike after the match i don't know there really wasn't much to this match no not really i mean you know they, they pretty much spoiled it when they were like you know very evil very nice partner it's like yeah. all right yeah it um, was i don't know it was okay for what it was i know? mean it, like yeah it, exactly it was it's a 
it's a pre-pay-per-view match. Uh, it was a fun little match. Um, you got to see evil Danhausen, not necessarily nice Danhausen, because he did hit a nice German suplex. But yes. the, the only thing I didn't get, and maybe this is just because I, I don't know Danhausen a ton, but like he had that jar of teeth, and the crowd was chanting teeth, and I was like, "Is this a thing? Like, what is this?" <laughs> right? That's a good question. I'm not sure about that as well. Um, yeah. Boris is nodding his head and giving us a thumbs up. So, it, okay. so apparently, so apparently, teeth is a his... thing. Yeah, yeah. And Dan, this is or, the disadvantage. This is the disadvantage of being an old fuck because we're like we we don't know. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Um, Okay, so after this, we had a really quick thing with Renee interviewing Takeshita, and he's just basically saying he's honored to join AEW, and he's moving to America to fight in AEW. I'm uh, I'm pretty happy he signed, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty happy he signed. Uh, so after this, uh, we had the final uh, first-round match in the tournament here to see who gets the title shot. So it's Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. And this one, this was one of those ones, again, where Cage dominated so much of this match that you kind of knew that Ricky Starks was going to come out of this as the winner. Um, there, was Starks... a, there was a bit of, of that going on in the pay-per-view. Like, I know we'll talk about it more as we move forward, but that was one of the things I noticed about a few of the matches was, mm. you know, like one person or team would get so much of the advantage that you're like, you couldn't help but think, oh, I guess it's going to go the other way. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's, that's certainly how I felt in, in this match. Yeah. Um, Starks got a spear though. At one point for a near fall, he got the destroyer and the Rochambeau and he got the pin and he wins the match. So it's going to be Starks against Ethan page for the final, which will be on Wednesday on dynamite. Yep, and then winner of that gets the uh, gets the uh, title shot um, at winner is coming. And the special added bonus match here coming off of the tag. Yeah, it's coming off of the <laughs> tag match from uh, we had on Rampage uh, with where we had Akiyama and Takeshita against Eddie Kingston Ortiz. So now, and it's funny because you and I talked about this actually yep. that we yep. hope. I didn't think it would be quite this quickly. Well, I, like, and that's the thing, because I saw a thing on um, Instagram uh, where Eddie Kingston basically yelled at, not yelled at, but he begged Tony Khan. He, like, he's in, he was, after the tag match, he, he was like, hey, Tony Khan, like, I want that match. Give me that match. And Tony Khan said, hey, he's here for one more night. It's Akiyama versus Kingston tomorrow uh, on the Zero okay. Hour. That's, okay. that's where it came from. And it was really cool. It was very cool the way they did it, so. Okay, so yeah, so this was uh, this was interesting match. Uh, Eddie Kingston kind of did a bit of a promo off the top. Um, Kingston, yeah, there's there was some cool stuff. Kingston did a full Nelson, but Akiyama powered out of that. Of course, there's lots of chopping and forearms <laughs> back and forth. I think that's a given with these two guys here. Um, at one point, Akiyama's tossed to the outside. Uh, Eddie tries to take him back in. And then uh, Akiyama gives him a DDT on the apron, uh, gives him a knee across the back. Um, Eddie gave him a suplex off the top after he bit him before that, of course, while they were up there. Both guys, of course, did the exploder. That's one of Akiyama's key moves throughout his career. And, of course, Eddie had to do his as well because he uses it as well. Um, Eddie got a DDT, the spinning back fest, uh, but Akiyama kicked out of that. Um, Akiyama got another exploder and the knee to the head, but Eddie kicked out from that. Uh, Eddie got the Northern Lights bomb for a near fall, 
and he got a second flying back fist and got the pin and the win. And total respect from Eddie Edwards afterwards. He got the win, and or Eddie Edwards, Eddie Kingston afterwards. He got the win. He was bowing to Akiyama. He looked like he was crying, basically. He looked so happy after that match. So there you go. He did, And he did do a quick promo afterwards. He's like, no, it's not about me. Don't thank me. He goes, I thank all of you for coming. He goes, I'm going to be looking, I'm going to be talking to Doc Sampson later. And he just said, thank you, Akiyama. And he said, rest in peace, Baba Saruda. He named named off a whole bunch of people there. Yeah, Doze, um, Ricky Doza and Misawa. Yeah, and Doza um, and Inoki. Misawa, Inoki. Yeah. Um, he said he hoped he made them all proud. Uh, and then he started pushing the pay-per-view, said Mox would destroy MJF. Um and the crowd, the crowd kind of booed him when he said that. And then Eddie kind of looked at him and said, "What? What? He like he's like yeah, I don't care. He's still a scumbag." And <laughs> uh, um, he mouthed off. And then they told him to go, and he left. So there you go. So actually, like what what was funny about it is he was like, "Hey, it's seven fifty three. Like that yeah. was the time and forty seconds. Just order the goddamn pay per view." Yes, um, yes. And then, um, and then he also said. Uh, like he was going through like he's like Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, that's my match. And then he's like Britt Baker, Soraya. Oh, I gotta go, peace. And then he just walked out, which I yeah. thought was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that led us into the actual pay-per-view. Um, which got it off to a big start here. They put the cage match at the beginning, which is kind of interesting, but I guess just they had it suspended up against the ring. I guess they wanted to just deal with that first and get the gimmick match out of the way. So it's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus in the cage match here. Uh, this and I, you know, this had been built up pretty good, and the crowd was definitely into this. I think this was a solid one to start with. Um, Jungle Boy's got all black trunks on here. Uh, uh, and then lot, you know, lots of stuff with the cage. I mean, Luchasaurus was tossing Jungle Boy into the cage. They did this great spot where he tossed him into the cage, and Jungle Boy just kind of grabbed it like Spider Man and just uh, sat up there, which was pretty cool. But you know, Luchasaurus gets the advantage. He's doing the old throwing uh, Jungle Boy at the cage like the lawn dart. So of course, uh, that's the always the big spot to get some color was when you throw the guy's face into the to the fence. So yeah, Jungle Boy did some color there. Luchasaurus dominates for quite a while here. Again, to your theory, <laughs> Joe, that you talked about earlier, he did dominate quite a bit here, tossing Jungle Boy around. Now, I didn't really catch, but somehow at some point they got out of the cage. I'm not sure how they yeah, got out of like, the cage or why they got out of the cage. Uh, or... I'll, I'll admit this kind of took me out of the match a little bit because, yeah. of, the, like, because of the way they hyped the match was or the Sorry, the cage was supposed to keep people yeah. out. So what happened was um, Christian Cage uh, snuck up to the ref with the key and he kind of took it out of the guy's pocket and then opened the door. And then that ref caught him and, and ejected him from ringside. But by then they, had they were already the, out of the they, cage. They were already out of the cage, right? So, yeah. And, and that was the thing because if the intent, like remember during that dynamite, they really... Like we we had even harped on it um during the pay per view. Yes, that, how like, much we, they pushed. That. Yeah, we were excited yeah. about the fact that it was supposed to keep people out, and I mean theoretically it did, but it's still kind of a common you know sort of current cage match trope. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of hoping that they stay away would, from yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So like, and again, I mean, it did take me away a little bit. I'm probably being ultra critical because they got me right back into the match anyways. 
but yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't enjoy that part either. I don't yeah. I don't think they should have done that. But yeah, they do uh, get back in the cage eventually. Of course, they show Jungle Boy's mom and sister at ringside watching. Um, uh, Jungle Boy gave Luchasaurus a destroyer, and he hit him with a chair, and he gave him a DDT on the chair, but Luchasaurus kicked out from that. Um, crowd, like you said, Joe, crowd did get back into it once they mm. got back inside the cage. Yeah. Um, Luchasaurus got control again. He gave him a choke slam on a chair, but Jungle Boy kicked out from that. Jungle Boy did the sliced bread off the top, which was pretty wild. Um, it was funny. They both did a spot where they were both down on their backs and they both sat up kind of a la Under Undertaker. Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It only made me think of Undertaker as well. Well, I think anyone that does that, not just these two, but anyone that does that, you're going to think that automatically, right? Yeah, it's kind of, it was his spot. It's his thing, yeah. <clears throat> Jungle Boy laid Luchasaurus out. Uh, he put him on the table. Uh, but Luchasaurus came back, and he actually flipped the table over. Um, then he gave Jungle Boy a tombstone and a slam for a near fall. Crowd very much into it at this point. They're chanting, this is awesome. Yep. Uh, going crazy. Uh, Luchasaurus set up the table, but Jungle Boy choked him out, and he was able to put Luchasaurus himself on the table. Crowd's cheering. They're really loud at this point. Uh, Jungle Boy climbs to the top. He gives the elbow off the top on Luchasaurus through the table. He didn't kind of hit him as full on as he probably should have, um, but he did do it there. And then he puts him in the snare trap, and Luchasaurus had to tap out. And Jungle Boy wins, I think, which was the win we were all expecting. We wanted to get the big win here so they can move on. Um, yeah, crowd was really into the win, that's for sure. And now the important part now is that they they finally finished this feud and that they got to make sure that Jungle Boy just doesn't fall down the card now. They really have to kind of concentrate on putting him in the mix because they've done such a good job building him up. Well, and I think, too, that like in the background, when Christian Cage Cage's arm gets better, you still have that piece of unfinished business to take care of as well. So. Um, I will, I, you didn't mention this in the recap, but I'm just going to mention it. Cause I thought Do this it. was really impressive. Jungle boy, getting that pile driver on Luchasaurus was impressive. Like, I love the way that he struggled to get it. He didn't just get it. Um, that was, that was pretty sick. And this is a great opening match. Um, and yeah, like, uh, you know, when it first came on, I was kind of like, Oh damn, like this is the opener, but based like, in obviously in hindsight, after watching the card, you're like, yeah, that's probably the best place for this match. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. I thought it was a bit strange to start with the cage match as well. But yeah, as the show played out, I thought, ah, you know what? That actually yeah, that, that worked. That, yep. You know, for and sure. It did, it did get the crowd worked up for the beginning of the oh, show. Oh, big time it did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? They, they were pretty loud for like... For a Eddie yeah, Kingston a lot of this Piyama, show. for God's yeah. sake. They, yeah. they were pretty vocal a lot of this show, that's for sure. And certainly for the next match they were, uh, this was the trio's title match. So we've got Death Triangle defending against the returning elite. We've got the Bucks and Kenny Omega. Um, so, yeah, that's and that is why Mark was actually playing Carry On, My Wayward Son, off the top there by Kansas. Because, yes, we now have a wrestler that comes out to Jefferson Starship and now <laughs> one that comes out to Kansas. Um but, yeah, the, the place just went nuts when the Elite came out there to that. Uh, they had Don Callis with them, of course, who went to join the commentary. Nakazawa was with them. Cutler was with them as well. Um, 
So this one, yeah. I mean, again, uh, this is what I'm not going to go through every single thing that happened in this match. This was exactly what you'd expect with three, basically six high flyers, you know. Uh, and so everybody's just going all over the pay place. Pack and Omega kind of start off, and the crowd's just crowds going nuts for this one right out of the gate. Um, there was spot Phoenix and Nick at one point. They tear it up. They're flying back and forth with each other. Um, you know, obviously tons of dive to the outside. Um, this was a great spot where the Death Triangle had Kenny uh, isolated and they did a triple drop kick on him all at the same time. Uh, Kenny, of course, diving to the outside. He didn't. He looked pretty good in this. He did not look appear to be hurting or anything. That's for sure. Um, Matt gave Phoenix a crazy DDT on the apron. Uh, Nick did the Huracan Rana on Phoenix off the top to the floor onto everybody else. Um, <laughs> there was um, one part, Omega and Pac were going at it again, and Pac, uh, no, he gets the shoulder breaker on Pac, but Pac manages to kick out. Pac gives him an intense German suplex, kind of takes over. Uh, there was one spot, again, where the Death Triangle had all three of them, and they gave each guy a, a, a tombstone pile driver all at the same time. Uh, Pac went up to the top there, did that big finish off the top, the black arrow. Kenny kicked out of that. Uh, I don't know if that was too much at that point. I was almost kind of at that point thinking, eh, maybe that should have been the end there. But um, they had this whole thing going on with the hammer still with Phoenix and Pac, so they were playing that up here as well. Pac tossed the hammer to Phoenix at one point, but then Phoenix tossed it back. And that allowed Omega to get the V-Trigger and the Tiger Driver 98. But Phoenix managed to kick out from that. Crowd really is going nuts because they had so many false finishes here. Um, there was the BTE Trigger on Phoenix, but Pac broke it up before they could pin him. Um, Pac again tries to give Phoenix that hammer, but then Kenny grabbed him and he was going to go for the, the one-winged angel. But Phoenix actually gave in. He had the hand, hammer, and he was he was up on Kenny's shoulders as Kenny was trying to get the one-winged angel. So he corks Kenny with it, rolls him up, gets the pin. So Death Triangle, keep the titles. Um, yeah, I, 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 It was crazy. I mean, the crowd was really into it. It was a crazy match. It was just what I expected. And uh, maybe a little surprised that the Elite um, didn't win. But, I mean, it does kind of make sense when a team hasn't been around for a while that they're not going to be beat the champions first match back. So well, and, and, champions and not, retain. Not only that, but I mean, it's like, it's not like death triangle one clean, right? <clears throat> they had, right. They had the help with a hammer. So, you know, you, you're going to continue this story, but I do like the idea of uh death triangle winning this. You're right. It is uh, the bucks and Kenny's first match back. And I'm not saying to have them win would have been bad, but like, at least this gives us a bit of story moving forward. Right. And let's yes. see, let's see where this goes. And, and especially too, because like prior to tonight, Phoenix had been very reluctant to use the hammer. Whereas tonight he used it in order mm -hmm. to win the match. So, you know, does this become a bit of a heel turn for the, for the death triangle? Um, you know, but uh, yeah, again, I like the fact that Death Triangle won. In fact, I think I picked them uh, during our <laughs> during our preview show. So um, good on them, and let's see where this story brings us. Is it too much for their? Is it too much that there's two stories? That, like, well, I guess we don't. I guess the Garcia one is done. But this is really almost the exact same thing they did with Garcia and Jericho. It's like 
you know, here you should cheat. Well, I don't want to cheat. It's almost yeah. kind of the same story again. That that said, though, I mean, we haven't seen Garcia for a while, so I mean, yeah, that story it, seems to be done. I just thought it was funny yeah. to start it again. No, no, you're you're away, you're, you know. You're right. Like again, I'm. I, I mean, look, I, you've watched wrestling heck longer than me, and you know that they always recycle storylines. But you'd like to see some space between those. Yeah, story it's lines. not like as soon as one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're gonna do it again. You know exactly. Yeah, like I don't care how you, I don't care how you change it up a little bit. It's the same basic premise. Yeah. So yeah, like space that apart a bit more. You know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next up was Nyla Rose versus Jade Cargill for the TBS <laughs> title. Um, I saw Nyla and Vicky come out in the low rider, and that was about it. I did not. I did. I missed the rest of this match. I had, I had, I had dinner. It was either dinner or this match, and I'm sorry, but dinner went out over the match. Uh, all right. Let me. Uh, this, is, this is your one. You could take this one, Joe. I yeah. Thankfully, it wasn't very long, and I'm going to be honest with you. I thought this was actually a pretty good match. Um, so, uh, you know, they come in, in the, into the low rider. Jade gets an early back. Uh, sorry. Um, at the beginning of the match, a little bit of shtick. Kiera, Kiera Hogan grabbed the belt, and then Nyla went after her, and that let Jade get the advantage. Um, and she was working Nyla in the corner with, like, forearms and stomps. Uh, on the outside, <clears throat> Jade hit a pump kick on Nyla and uh, over the barricade, and then they started fighting in the crowd a little bit. Um, you know, Jade backdro- backdrop Nyla back into the ring area, and then as they got back into the ring, Nyla got the advantage. Or sorry, uh, at that point, Nyla slammed Jade into the ring steps to get the advantage, and then they got back into the ring, and Nyla hit some splashes uh, in the corner and a couple of slams. Um, Nyla actually got a rolling senton and a forearm in the back, so. In keeping with the theme of what we've been talking about for the last little while, Nyla got a lot of this match. Right, right, right. right. Um, At one point, Jade did get the advantage, knocking down Nyla with a boot. But Nyla got the advantage back with a neck breaker and a two count on Jade. Uh, They both tried some suplex attempts on each other. Uh, Nyla actually hit that, um, you know, that driving knee drop that she Mm -hmm. she does when when someone's draped into the ropes. Um, Nyla actually went for the beast bomb. Jade escaped and she had a forearm and then both women went down. Um, the ending of the match basically saw uh, Nyla. She goes to the top, but she missed a cent on Atomico. Jade got a pump kick and got the jaded for the pin and the win. Um, and again, all joking aside, because I know that you and I have been pretty hard on Jade. I, I would argue this is probably one of her best matches because she actually had to sell. So like Nyla did have I'm going to say like 70% of this match. Mm-hmm. And and I thought Jade did a pretty good job, you know, selling and, and sort of fighting from underneath. So I'm going to give her some credit on that. I thought this was a fun match. And I like Nyla Rose too. So, yeah. Yeah. It must have been quick because I wasn't away from the screen long. And no, no. It, 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 you know what? It was, it was the perfect length that it had to be. Like, right. Like, again, you didn't, you don't want to expose Jade too yeah. much. Right. Yeah. But it was long enough that you could build some sympathy for Jade. Uh, you know, Nyla got some good offense and she looked great in this match and, you know, Jade looked good in the win. So, again, kudos to both women. I, I've, I've got nothing bad to say about it. 
All right. Uh, now the, the show really kicks into gear now. Uh, uh, we get the four-way here for the Ring of Honor title. So it's champion Jericho defending against Claudio Castanoli, Brian Danielson, Sammy Guevara. Of course, Claudio and Brian, part of the Blackpool Combat Club, and Jericho and Sammy, part of the JAS. Uh, this this was crazy. All four oh, guys. God, yeah. yeah, all four guys worked <laughs> so hard in this match. Like, it was just all over the place. Um you know, uh, the, just yeah. I mean, there was there was so much stuff here. There was it was funny. I, I mean, they definitely played up the team and um, the team players in Claudio and yes. Brian. They actually shook hands before they went at it with each other. And at one point in the match, that was actually a, that was actually a cool little spot yeah. when they did that. You know, yeah. I was was curious to see how that would look when when eventually teammates uh, started fighting. So. Yeah, they eventually came to the point where they had to fight each other, so they shook hands and went to it. Um, Sammy and uh, uh, Jericho were working together. They gave Brian a combined vertical suplex at one time. Um, they, of course, you know, they have to have this spot where, you know, Sammy breaks up one of Jericho's pinning attempts and they kind of go nuts on each other and get a little in each other's faces for a bit. Um, Sammy got a code breaker for a near fall at one point, but then uh, uh, Jericho got the... No, wait a second here. I think, I don't know. Actually, I think where you are is Jericho hit the code breaker, but Sammy broke that's it That's right. I got yeah. that's yeah, yeah I got it the wrong way around there. Yeah, because yeah. that that's where they ended up going face to face. Right, toe -toe. right, right. Um, yeah. Then Danielson came off the top, uh, but then to break it up. But then Jericho put him in the walls. Uh, Claudio came in. He broke it up. He suplexed Jericho. Uh, Claudio actually used the sharpshooter on Jericho. Um, teasing, you know, how he won the tag match on Dynamite this week, right? He got Jericho to tap out. And the um, the announcers were on top of that, too. Yes, so kudos to yes them. they right. sold that very well, brought up yeah. what happened on the previous show and everything. Um, but at that point, Brian put the LaBelle lock on at the same time that Claudio uh, has the sharpshooter on, so that was pretty crazy. And then Sammy comes flying in to break it all up. Um Sammy got the uh, the GTH and the Shooting Star press on Jericho, but Jericho kicked out. Um, Claudio pressed Sammy at one point, and he threw him to Jericho outside the ring. That was oh, that that looks look sick. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he just he really threw him. Um, Brian tried to pin Claudio um, and started you know starting to go after his own teammate. Um, and then uh, these guys took over with lots of counters, always with the counters on each other, which was great. Um, Sammy gave Brian a Spanish fly off the top, uh, but when they hit the ground, Brian actually grabbed him and put the label lock on, but then Jericho ran in to broke that one up. Uh, Claudio got the flying elbow on Sammy for a near fall. He got the swing on Sammy as well, but Jericho broke that up. He gave Claudio the Judas effect, and he got the pin. So Mr. Jericho retains. Again, not really a surprise. I think we both said he would retain yep. um, in our preview. But excellent match. I mean, all all four guys really, really worked well together. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I've mentioned this before. I'm not a huge fan of um, multiple people matches for your, uh, like, for any world title. But 
Um, this was definitely one of the exceptions. I thought all four guys worked well. I like the way that they, <clears throat> excuse me. I like the way that they spaced things out too. It wasn't like a total cluster, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you oh, yeah, these... no, they would, they would definitely do big chunks where like yeah. Claudio would be laid out for a while yep, and, yep. you know, or one of them would get laid out for a while and, or the two of them would be on the outside or two of them would be in the ring. So yep, yeah. Yep. You had like these little mini sort of stories within the match. And, and I really dug that. Um, and, and I'm going to say it again. Sammy Guevara is a freaking heat seeking missile, man. Cause like, <laughs> like even, even when him and Jericho started going at it. Now I like Sammy Guevara. I might be on an Island here, but I like Sammy G, but when he was going up against Jericho, I thought Jericho would get booed. No, Sammy G got booed yes. like yes. hard. Yeah. So mm-hmm. heat seeking missile, baby, even this, even that thing that he walked <laughs> in the ring with, like with those suspenders and the, and the, like his initials and that the, outfit, and the yeah. horns and stuff. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that that's just heat, <laughs> like yeah. total heat. That's true. He does seem to have the heat seeking gene. All right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Okay, so the next matchup was the first ladies' match of the night. Or no, sorry, second, second ladies' yeah. match of the night. Uh, Britt Baker against Soraya. And now this one, obviously, a lot of questions going in because we haven't seen Soraya in a match in so long. Uh, is she going to be rusty? How is she going to be after the neck and all that kind of stuff? She was actually crying when she came out, it looked like. Her eyes, she was so emotionally overwhelmed i think with the fact that this is finally her chance to be in a big profile match after so long so she was pretty overwhelmed oh dude i mean like i remember um just to rewind a bit i think it was 2019 i think it was 2019 when edge came back to the royal rumble same thing man like yeah. before he got to the ring yeah. you could see he was just about to cry before yeah. he dropped into yeah. character so uh, so yeah, this and this was a good match. Uh, the, the the questions were answered, and they were all. I thought this match was really good. I thought the two of them worked together really well, and crowd was hot for this. And it was pretty intense. It was pretty intense in spots. Um, they kind of just they were facing off when the bell ring, kind of just staring at each other for a bit. Then Paige lays in some shots, and that gets them started. Um, uh, Britt did a spot, and you know, with Soraya, that was great. She did the spot, and then Soraya made it look like she'd messed up her neck again already, and something had happened. But she was just, she was just playing possum with Britt there. Um, Britt did work the neck though, like that. Like I loved it. Like it was, you know, if if Britt was the heel in this, then she totally she just went after the neck. Uh, that was that was definitely the story of the match, right? at least at yeah. the beginning, anyways. Yeah, totally going after the next Brit. Give her a neck breaker on the floor. Uh, of course, uh, Soraya's brother, Zach Zodiac, who's also a wrestler, he's there at ringside. Um, so, of course, Britt beats her up right in front of her brother. Um, and Britt, she put the glove on fairly early for the lockjaw, but didn't actually end up using it for a bit. Um, I was, yeah, I was actually, I was a little worried when that happened because I was like, oh. Like, already. Yeah, but I'm glad that they got a bit more time because, like, had the match ended then, I think it would have been pretty disappointing. But like the extra time that they had, I thought, you know, really helped the match um, build. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, Brett's going after the neck. She's giving her all these elbows. She's trying to choke her out. Um, Soraya does get a couple of comebacks. So she got the nightcap for a near fall. Um, Britt tried for the lockjaw, but Soraya made the ropes. Uh, Britt got the air raid crash for a near fall. Again, continuing to work the neck. Uh, Soraya did a killer knee in the face for a near fall, 
But uh, and then Soraya pins Britt after the double shot of her finisher, which I can't remember what it's called. Uh, if it's got, does it have a name? I I was I don't. They didn't call it. Like, it's kind of like that Cesaro forearm. I don't know what yeah. it's called, right? So yeah, I, I just kind of I just kind of call it a folded DDT because I couldn't think of what to call it. But yeah, so um, I'm not it, sure that's what they call it there. So yeah. So anyways, uh, that's what was happening there. Oh, hang on a second here. Sorry, I have to interrupt. I have this weird, my smoke alarm or something is going on. <laughs> well, anyway, so uh, I'll just continue on here. So Soraya hit her her finishing move twice. Uh, she gets the pin and the win. And after the match, um, she goes out to hug her brother. And there's a lot of emotion going on here. I, I actually, I thought this is a really good um, moment. because go. Interrupted right, cool. by smoke alarm. All right. Why is this going off? Uh-oh. <laughs> there's no there's nothing going on in the house there's no fire <laughs> is it going off like that that's so weird outside interference from the smoke alarm yeah what's going on because this I'll is th- such a this is such a hot show <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so, i'll just take there i'll just take one of the batteries out and it won't do anything okay so, go ahead yeah, no so Cut dan I was, I was i was just talking that i was just saying that um you know, after the match, she goes to hug her brother and she starts, she actually started crying again, uh, going out of the ring, lots of emotion there. And I just, I thought that was a really cool moment knowing that she came back from this injury, all the stuff that she's gone through. And even the match itself, I'll admit at the beginning of the match, I was kind of like, this is kind of sloppy, but what I really enjoyed about it. No, well, number one, they tightened up the game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, It got way, it got really intense. Oh yeah. but I, I love the story of the match, like like how Britt just kept going back to the neck, kept going back to the neck. It's like that's smart psychology, and um, <clears throat> you know, just a really really good nothing, nothing fancy, you know, no crazy yeah. flips, no, just no. just a nice intense match. Yeah, 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 totally dug this match. Okay, so I'm sure you must have dug the next match, too, or at least <laughs> I, I know you were looking forward to the next match. It did uh, not disappoint. <laughs> yeah. So I'll let you, I actually, I'll let you take a lot of this one, but we had um, the three-way for the TNT title with all the big boys, Wardlow and Samoa Joe and powerhouse Hobbs. Um, Like, yeah, this, I mean, this was just insane. Big guys throwing each other around like crazy. Um, You know, everybody just beating down. Somebody get beat down and then someone else would come in and beat them down and like, you know, it was it was crazy. It was crazy. So if you want to you want to run through this one, Joe, because I know you enjoyed it. Oh God, there's a lot of stuff. Okay, so we have um, Wardlow went after Samoa Joe right away uh, at the beginning of the match. Yeah, um, but uh, Hobbs just let him go out. Yeah, Hobbs just let, let him go out. Yeah. Wardlow throws Joe out, of, uh, you know, out of the ring and and into the ring post. And then this is where Hobbs runs into Wardlow and and you know sort of sort of takes over. Um, Hobbs got this sick delayed suplex on Wardlow, which is disgusting considering how big Wardlow is. Mm. Um, but then after that, Joe came in and he hit. Uh, uh, sorry, Joe came in, but Hobbs actually got him with a with a back elbow. And, and, and basically, what it was actually, I kind of thought at, at least the, at the beginning of the match that this was sort of a showcase for, for powerhouse Hobbs. Cause he mm. got quite a bit of offense. He did. This was, this at, was at the beginning this, of the match. Yeah, This yeah. was early on. He was in control the whole yeah. time. Right? Like he, he looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point Wardlow, uh, hit, hit, hit a senton, but, uh, Joe hit a senton as well on, on both of them to break up a pin. Um, you know, Joe hit a boot on Hobbs in the corner. Uh, th- he actually, 
I, I wrote this down specifically about Joe hitting the boots on Hobbs in the corner because Excalibur made a Shinjiro Otani reference, which yes. I thought you might, yes, I thought you might exactly. appreciate yes, that. For sure, of course, yeah. Um, moving forward, uh, Wardlow got some shoulder blocks and forearms uh, in the corner on Hobbs, and he hit a spine buster on Samoa Joe for a two count. Um, Wardlow and Hobbs were fighting on the outside and Joe hit his topi on both guys, which again, like a guy like Samoa Joe doing a tope is disgusting. Um, but, uh, let's go to, let's, I'm going to fast forward to the end. So Wardlow goes to slam. Um, oh, he went to slam someone. I can't remember who it was, but, and both guys jockey for position, but Hobbs gets a power slam out of nowhere. Um, and then Wardlow hit power bombs, power bombs, a third, a fourth, um, and he should have gone for the pin, but no, because Joe hit Wardlow with the belt and then got the Coquina clutch on Hobbs and That's the ref right. stopped it. And we have a new TNT, ch- no TNT. Yeah. TNT. Champ. Yep. Samoa Joe is now a champ champ. Yes. So there you go. Samoa Joe wins the belt on that one. I, again, for what just, it was a, just a good match. This is yeah, a Haas match, man. Exactly. It was just the three big monsters getting to just pound the crap out of each yeah. other. I, I had fun with that match. And, and like, I was just like, and it was weird. Cause like, okay, so I'm watching this on my laptop in the living room while my wife is doing some stuff. And like, you know, Wardlow would hit a senton or, or, or one of the guys would hit a power move. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Ouch. God damn. And she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Wardlow and Samoa <laughs> Joe and powerhouse hops. And then she'd be like, oh, this is a wrestling thing, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's like, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, it, it was pretty crazy match. I'm curious now, uh, what happens with Wardlow now? I mean, one of the things we always talk about I, is what's, you know, well, okay. Given th- actually, let me rewind. So, I'm not sure how I feel about Wardlow losing because I I thought this could have been a signature win for him to get him moving forward because his title reign, let's admit it, was yeah, a little that was a little yeah it was a little rough yeah. right so like I'm I'm not sure where they go number two did you really have to put another belt on Samoa Joe you know mm-hmm. what I mean right like, right. Like to me, that doesn't make sense. If you were going to do anything, let Powerhouse Hobbs win it, and mm. then at least you've got a chase with Wardlow. But I mean, we'll see what happens. But yeah, like I'm, I'm just, I, I thought Wardlow would like we both picked Wardlow to retain, um, and and again, hopefully get that signature win. So I'm, I'm I, like you said, I'm curious to see where it goes. Now that said, you do have Wardlow with a win over MJF from before, right? Are maybe are they going to start setting up right. Wardlow as one of the contenders for MJF? Because MJF now needs contenders yep, yep, and challengers, yeah, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That could be maybe that maybe they are heading that way. Yeah, and that's uh, I mean that's old school booking, right? Like, yeah, you know, they, they've yes. done that before. Like old, mm-hmm. that's old school, like Jim Crockett stuff, right? Yeah, so. exactly. This guy has a, a win over the champion. Yep, exactly. Right. Uh, we had a quick little promo backstage with uh, Jericho and Tony Schiavone. Jericho bragging about his win, keeping the ROH title. Orange Cassidy comes in and says he has a friend that wants a shot at the Ring of Honor title. And so they set this up basically. So Tomohiro Ishii from New Japan, he gets a title shot at Jericho on Dynamite. Because he did, he did hold the Ring of Honor title, did he not? I, I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah, he must have. I think he did. <laughs> he's I think he's he getting did. the shot, right? Um, 
And Jericho, of course, just went off and said, ah, he's nothing. He used to be my young boy when I was in Japan, and he would carry my stuff, and he took care of me and all that kind of stuff. So he just left. And then Jake Hager was there as well with Jericho, and Orange kind of looks at him and basically just says, hey, you want a shot at this? And challenges him, gives him a shot at the All-Atlantic title. Yeah, he tends to do that. So I don't know. I mean... I, I've never understood the idea of a champ walking walking around looking for challengers i always thought that was kind of stupid yeah, well i mean <laughs> it's orange cassidy so yeah i guess it's a baby <laughs> face i guess i don't know i always thought let the challengers come to you the champion yeah. should not be walking around I, asking for challengers i i did appreciate though jericho's line about like he was my young boy yes carrying yes. my bags yes. i thought that was i thought that was a well like again yes. it's it's Jericho cutting a good promo. Duh, it happens, right? So, I'm curious to see that match, man. Jericho with Ishii. I mean, Jericho's not really that type of worker. Like, you know, Ishii's going to want to work hard and stiff and, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, again, but, but, but I mean, it's Jericho. He's been around forever. I'm, I'm sure he'll figure out what's going on, right? He'll know how to work the style. Yeah. Right, for sure. So, yeah, we're going to see that on uh, Wednesday, I guess. Yep. Well, that's cool. I am looking forward to that. Anytime I get to see Ishii on my TV. Well, it's funny because when he's when they said Ishii, my, my first thought was, I wonder how Dan's taking this. Yeah, so. oh, very well. Very <laughs> well. Okay, so uh, next up was the tag match, Darby and Sting against Jeff Jarrett and uh, Jay Lethal. Uh, once again, Sting proving that he's a maniac at whatever, 62 years old. And some of the stuff that he did in this was just crazy. Um, Jarrett comes out with a bunch of bogus Stings, a bunch of guys all dressed up to kind of look like Sting. Um, and, and then he comes down and then all of a sudden there's like a body bag on the ramp under the spotlight and lethal kind of, he goes up there to investigate and it ends up being a surprise attack. Darby runs out, corks him with his skateboard. Uh, Sting come, and then so Jarrett's in the ring. So Lethal and Darby are fighting on the ramp. Sting comes up behind Jarrett. So him and Jarrett are going at it in the match in the ring. Crowd was going nuts for Sting in this. Anything that Sting did, they just went nuts. Um, uh, there was one. Oh, yeah, there was one point. Did you see? I can't remember. Uh, if it was Sting or Darby that threw him, but someone threw Lethal, and he took a lethal bump on the apron. Did you see that bump? He got just thrown on the apron, and it was just like, oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you it was know right what? near the beginning of the match. It was really nasty, man. He just, yeah, it was. I thought. He but he hit the apron and then bounced onto the floor, and I'm just like, oh, man. That yeah, is... that, that, that. Oh, it was. I think what happened was. Um... No, no, no. Sorry, I'm thinking when Sting crotched Lethal on the barricade. Never mind. No, that was a different yeah. spot. Yeah. yeah, that was a different spot. Yeah. Um, this one, of course, was no DQ. So that meant, you know, everything's going nuts here. I mean, we had Darby Darby trying to do the coffin drop off a ladder onto Jarrett at one time. <laughs> but then Sing, Sing, he comes off the ladder and Sing catches him, uh, takes him up to the ramp, uh, throws him around up there for a while. Um, Sting and Lethal, that, that they eventually are brawling way up in the stands, fighting amongst the crowd. Oh, um, it's, sorry, and it was Sting that slammed Lethal on the apron. I have that. Okay, in my notes. all right. Yeah. Okay, because I did um, put in brackets very hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
And so Sting, yeah, Sting and Lethal, they're fighting way up in the crowd. Sting does another crazy dive uh, from one of the levels. Oh, my God. Another. He, yeah, but, yeah. You know, at least he had Sting and Lethal to land on. But, man, he, it was a pretty crazy dive but, but, for him. But the thing is, though, it was like before he did that, like, like Lethal was hanging off the uh, the barricade and then Satnam caught Jay Lethal, who, I mean, Jay's a 250-pound dude, you know what yeah, I mean, or whatever. Yeah. And then Sting dove on both. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, of course Sting has to dive on." Like it's it's the it's the you know it's the pay per view Sting dive. Yeah, there right? has to be a couple crazy Sting spots <laughs> in any match he's in. It's so true. <clears throat> like these you know almost supernatural spots. Uh, he did stinger splashes. Well, they finally get back to the ring after all this craziness in the crowd. Um, Sting does, of course, stinger splashes on Lethal and Jarrett. Uh, he got the Scorpion Deathlock on Jarrett, but then Singh came in and choke slammed him and choke slammed him hard. Choke slammed Sting hard. Uh, Jarrett tried to pin Sting off of this, but Sting kicked out. Darby went for a coffin drop off the top, but uh, Jeff Jarrett, this was kind of obvious. Jarrett nailed him with the guitars. He was coming back. At least he hit him in the back and not in the head. That was a that was a neat looking spot, though. Yeah, the way they yeah. did it, it was good because he kind of hit him in the back rather yeah. than the head. Uh, Sting tried for the Scorpion death drop, but he couldn't. So Darby did the car. Oh, yeah, that's was nuts. Sting, yeah, yeah. Sting, Sting tried to do the Scorpion death drop on Sing. It's like, <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. But uh, so anyways, but it was just a setup so Darby could come off the top and do the coffin drop on the Sing. Uh, Darby also did a crazy dive onto Jeff Jarrett. And then finally Sting got lethal with the Scorpion death drop. And then Darby gave him the coffin drop and they pinned him. So Sting and Darby come out victorious in this one. Yeah, I hate to admit this, but I enjoyed this match more than I thought I would because, you know, I'm not a Jeff Jarrett guy, yeah. but but he was almost a non-factor. Yeah, though. yeah. Like he was like he didn't have it all seemed to focus around Sting and Lethal and Darby and Singh. Like Jarrett, he really didn't do much in this match. And you know that what? Maybe guitar maybe, shot. maybe that's why I enjoyed the match more than I yeah. thought. Cause I mean I you could argue that Satnam Singh had more of a had more sort of influence in Smash yes. than Jarrett did, right? I think he did. Um, I think he did. But yeah, it was like again, fun little match, right? And uh, you know, like the the only thing is that uh, you know, like during the show, you'd said that Jeff Jarrett or sorry, Sting should pin Jeff Jarrett, yes. but yeah, Allen got the pin. So like on, on Lethal, yeah. Well, and and yeah. Darby and Darby or sorry, Lethal was the one that got pinned yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah, I would have yeah. I would have liked to seen Jarrett get pinned, but. Yeah. He was so much of a non-entity; it didn't really matter. Yeah, but again, just this was a, this was a, it was a, it was a good, good match. Oh, no, again, I thought for, so. For what it was, it was a good match. Yep, right? exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, the show at at this point, the show has been really, really good. And then we get the third women's match of the night, and. Honestly, I thought this was the best women's match of the night. I I do not disagree with you. I think I that really was, thought yeah. this was this was, and again, one of the main reasons is because way past my expectations. I did not expect this to be a particularly great match. Oh, really? And, I was yes. this. I was looking forward to this one. Yes, and it was really good. It was really intense. They threw each other, like physically threw each other around so much, so many spots, thrown into the steps, thrown into the barrier, thrown to the ring post. Like, it was crazy. There was a lot of stuff outside the ring at the beginning, throwing them into barriers and steps and posts. Um, 
They finally get back in the ring. Hater, I mean, both of them looked really strong, but Hater in particular. Hater looked really good in this. Um, they exchanged forearms back and forth. They teased a double knockout from headbutts. Um, uh, a rebel eventually she comes out uh, sort of starts to interfere um, Hater actually busts uh, Storm open with the belt at one point um, rebel corks Storm with the belt Hater got the shoulder breaker and the lariat but Storm managed to kick out uh, the referee saw what was going on finally sent rebel to the back uh, Storm got a killer lariat, but Hater managed to kick out. There are some good lariats from both ladies. Hater has a pretty good lariat, too. Um, Britt Baker came out to help. Uh, she attacked Storm, and Hater gave her that sort of pile driver thing. Uh, but Storm kicked out of that. Uh, Storm got the Storm Zero, but Hater kicked out of that. So really giving each lady quite a bit here. Um, Hater got the Hater Breaker, but Storm kicked out of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I need a drink here. <laughs> Hold on. Before you go forward, what are we drinking? Uh, uh, oh, you know, I've got the Great Lakes. I got the friggin' Canuck. I've been drinking the Canuck Pale Ale most of today. Nice. Uh, so uh, where we... Uh, yeah, Britt. Oh, yeah, Britt comes out there. She gets up on the turnbuckle. She tries to take the padding off. Um and then Hater sends a start to the buckle. <clears throat> then she gave her the lariat and managed to pin her. So Hater gets the win here. So Hater is the new uh, interim women's champion here. Uh, just really fantastic match. Hard hitting. Both ladies looked fantastic. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I 100% agree. I thought this was a pretty, again, nothing pretty, nothing, you know, no flippy stuff. Just no, this good. was just hard hitting. Just intense, good, yeah, exactly. You know? Good, intense, intense, like uh, match. <clears throat> um, you know, and, and again, this was the one match where I kind of thought I, I didn't really care who won because I, I like both women. Um, but I, you know, I'm happy for for Hater. Mm -hmm. Cur curious to see what they do with Tony Storm though, because uh, you know you still have this kind of, and, and then you've got the Thunder Rosa thing going on. Right, but again, yeah. I think I think Hater having the the interim belt. You've got some pretty interesting matchups with you know with the current uh, uh, with the current women's um, roster, and then on top of that, you have potentially you know a storyline between Brit and Hater. Yeah. Uh, you know, with eventually when when Brit will want to get her belt back. So I'm you know I'm curious to see what what uh, what this what this what this what what goes. So. All right, so after that match, uh, we've got the two title matches left. So the next up was the tag titles. Swerve and Our Glory uh, take on the Acclaimed for the third time. And uh, I don't I, I don't have too much to say about this one, except it uh, kind of went just the way I thought it would, and uh, the Acclaimed are still the champions. Yeah, I mean, there was, uh, there was a lot going on in this match. I mean, you know, like, just to give a couple of highlights, you've you've got you know uh, both teams brawling <clears throat> and with the acclaimed clotheslining Lee out of the ring very early, but I mean the story of the match really was well. There's a couple stories, but you had Bowen's being right arm being injured from his match against Swerve, so they they were kind of working on or they were working right. that angle right. Um, then you had sort of. The, the Keith Lee swerve thing. Cause you know, swerve would be doing stuff and then he'd yell at Keith Lee. Um, and you know, 
with with Bowens and Caster kind of fighting from underneath, you know, at one point, uh, you know, like they were really working on Bowens. You, get, you know, he gets a DDT on on Swerve, uh, I, I think, for a two count. Um, you know, Swerve got like a bunch of moves or a bunch of offense on Bowens, hitting a, like a, a flat liner and kicks on 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 Bowens for like two counts. So both teams got a lot. Actually, not both teams. Sorry, Swerve and our glory got a lot of offense yeah, yeah. on on the acclaimed again, sort of with the theme of the show, telegraphing it it to a certain degree. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I mean, the ending of the match, I mean, you know, and we had talked about this too, is this going to be the last match of swerve in our glory? And it looks like it is because at the end of the match, you know, um, like they're working on Bowens swerve slaps Lee and yells at him. Uh, You know, Lee picks up Bowens and he walks out of the ring um, and then, you know, Bowen's tags and caster who, uh, you know, he get they, he, they get a suplex and then they hit their um, sort of their power bomb finishing move. I forgot yeah. what it's called for the pin and the win. So, you know, we, we kind of thought the same thing, a claim win. And finally you've potentially got this swerve versus Lee program coming up, which I think is better for both of them. I'd rather, see, these, I'd rather see both these guys in singles matches yeah. and I want to see swerve become one of the top heels because that guy is so good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah no i agree this should be the breakup and yep. uh, let's put an end to it so there we go and finally we get towards the main event here uh i really enjoyed this match but i wasn't crazy about the finish I yeah let's we'll, we'll get there I wasn't yeah. crazy because we talked about this on the show and we both were didn't really want to see this scenario play out but but yeah, this was this was great. I mean, the crowd—they were so into MJF. Holy cow! Um, when he came out, they're just going nuts. They're cheering. Um, Moxley comes out with Regal, of course, and this time, uh, very telling. Regal does not go to the commentary booth. Regal stays down there with them. Um, the one thing I liked about this match, and I'm sure you noticed it, Joe, it looked different than every other match on the card. It was slowed right down. Yep. There was no fast-paced stuff. There was no real crazy stuff. Much, much slower paced than pretty pretty well every single match on the card. So I like that, that it was very different from everything else on the show. Um, and very early on, too, they did a good thing to, to get story happening is that uh, MJF has Moxley up on the apron and he goes to give him a pile driver and he does, but he also comes down on his knee and uh, MJF just starts selling the knee huge so that he's tried to do this crazy move, but it's actually hurt. It's actually hurt him. It was, you know, the, you know how the announcers used to always talk about, oh, well, you know, you try that move, it could backfire on you and uh, it could be really bad. And you never, you, the backfires very rarely happen. And it's like, well, this time it finally backfired on the yeah. guy. And uh, so MJF uh, starts selling the knee big time. So, of course, Moxley's going to go right off, right off, right after that, uh, working on the knee. Um, he gave MJF a pile driver through a table that looked pretty nasty for Mox as, as much as it did for MJF. Um, so, yeah, he's working the knee. He gets the figure four on for like a really long time. And MJF's just scream and scream and screaming in pain. Um, and I almost got the impression in this that Mox was wrestling a little bit more ruthless than oh, he yeah, yeah. does, right? Like he was definitely he was he was he was definitely working the heel. Yeah, um, exactly, you know. kind of being the heel in this here. Um, 
Uh, MJF did uh, manage to turn the figure four around, but Moxley got the rope super quickly. Um, he did, Moxley did the paradigm shift off the top, which looked really weird and looked dangerous too, but it, it looked, it looked awkward. That landing. I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of, I was kind of like, I hope both guys are okay. Well, it seemed to be MJF kicked out of it and they carried on with the match. That was almost one of those moves where that should be the ending. Um, and then, then we get kind of convoluted here now at the end here with the <clears throat> ref. One of the refs gets taken out. MJF pushes one of the refs into Moxley. So the ref gets taken down. And, uh, so they're working for a while. And, and then another, another referee came down, um, as well. So they're trying to get that in there. Uh, Mox gets the bulldog choke on, but the no referees can see it. MJF's tapping out, but the refs can't see it. Um, and then, uh, we get to the, the end here and Regal, we see Regal throw in what looks like brass knucks to MJF and he corks Moxley with the brass knucks and he crawls over and he pins him. So I guess, I don't know, Regal turning heel and going with MJF. And I know a lot of people said this was going to happen, but. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. This is not what I wanted to see and I don't think this is what should be plus AEW is usually so good at setting up heel turns and there what was the reason here? What is the reason for this turn? Why is Regal going with MJF? Cuz there's been not even the slightest hint that these two would be doing anything together. Uh, usually uh, AEW is notorious for sowing the seeds here and letting things know like Think of it with Christian and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. We knew almost right away that you could tell Christian was going to turn heel eventually, and they let it grow for a long time. This one, it seems so out of... This seems like a WWE heel turn to me, where it's just out of the blue, and there doesn't seem to be any reason behind it. So um, I like the match a lot, and I, I, I believe, obviously, that MJF should have the title, but I think a clean win would have been better, and I don't like, I don't like this regal heel turn... I guess he goes. I don't know if he goes off with MJF now, but I don't know. Didn't didn't much care for that. How about you? I okay. It's a lot to digest there. So let's start with the match. I I don't mind the Regal turn. Well, okay. I don't mind Regal helping MJF, and I don't mind MJF hitting the brass knuckles. But I thought like the two ref bumps were a little much. I think they could have done that, you know, a lot smoother, right? Um. Now, with regards to the this potential Regal thing, though, I, I like it because of the promo that they had a couple weeks ago, you know, where Regal was saying, you know, you got to show me something. You're not you're not you're not a villain, you know, like, you know, if, if an email got you triggered, sunshine, you remember remember that? Yeah, promo? yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think that's where they sowed the seeds of this, because when I saw that, I was kind of like, mm, OK, Um you know, but that said, let's let's see what happens. I mean, Regal has always said that he's a villain, right? Yep. So it does make a little bit of sense that he might align himself with MJF. And to be honest with you, like I, I kind of thought during the match where MJF was trying to get the crowd behind him, it was like that just doesn't feel natural. MJF is a heel. 
So I'm, I'm okay with the way he won it. I just didn't like the, all the ref bumps. That's what bothered me the most yeah. about the oh, match. No. Yeah. Right? I, I didn't enjoy that. I just, I yeah. don't, I don't know. I, I, I would like the regal one to have been played out a little bit more to me. To me, I didn't really get that from the promo, and I, I I felt that this was just kind of a cold turn, and I didn't really see any reason for it. I don't know if it's going to be the idea that I'm going to go with the youngster, this guy's the future of the business. That I don't know if that's the angle. Um, what happens to the Blackpool Combat Club now? Yep. Is that just kind of fall apart? Um you know, so there's a few, there are some questions coming out of it, but uh, I, I, I just didn't really like the way it was, it was pulled off. That's all. Yeah, and, and again, like to, to be fair though, um, you know, other than that little ref bump, I, I mean, I did like this match. It oh was, yeah, like, like you said, it was totally different. But again, in keeping with the theme of what we've said over the last, you know, hour or whatever, Mox got a huge he amount did. of that match, he right? Did. And yeah. and I mean, a lot of people were already calling for MJF to win, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But if you didn't know that, like Mox got again a massive amount of this match, and it was yeah. like, all right, I guess MJF's winning this sucker. So there it is. So I mean, yeah, overall, I thought it was a good show. Like, yeah, I, for sure, I, for I sure. enjoyed the show a lot. I mean, most of the matches were quite entertaining. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was another spectacular show, and again, well paced. I never felt the show dragged. I never felt like, um, oh, where, when's the show going to be over? I didn't think anything was too long. Um, I missed the Jade match completely. So, I mean, really, it's, it's a win-win here. That's for sure. Um, now, uh, let's bring in some of the others here. Boris is uh, with us. Boris has been kind of monitoring the press conference afterwards. Um, but I'm guessing, Boris, since we have not heard from you, uh, there was nothing really like crazy or anything going on here. No, no, not nothing too crazy. Just your general uh, questions. We had Jamie Hayter. We had MJF cutting a promo. Hold on. Give me a second. I got to take uh, Jamie Hayter or sorry. MJF cut a promo in character um, to start the scrum. Uh, Soraya was there. Acclaimed was there. Uh, Jungle Boy was asked a lot about his name and if he's ever going to be dropping the jungle boy name um some interesting questions now are happening that T uh, tony khan is alone um they were asking about streaming services and traditional pay-per-views right Ooh. so he says right now he's happy with pay-per-view buys he said the early numbers are super strong for full gear uh he says that q4 overall is a very successful quarter um he says that currently he's happy with the model that they have with doing traditional pay-per-views uh but they are going to look into how to deliver content in the future there's a little wishy-washy about that um he was asked about going to the prudential center and the same arenas a lot he says that you know the new york new jersey area and the east coast kind of have a super strong fan base kind of left it at that um he was asked about the cards and the roster people like house of black people like miro why aren't we seeing more of them and he kind of reiterated what he always says that he continues to work people in and out of the cards and we're going to keep seeing that um he was asked about adam cole about the uh, Adams, Cole and Page. He says they're two very different situations. And right now he's optimistic that he's going to get both of them back. He says the fans are wanting them back. And he says that both of them are doing really well. And he's in communication with them both right before you guys kind of put me back on 
he was actually asked about the recession and kind of the outlook for 2023, 2024. And he says that, you know, in terms of cash flow, he says he has a lot of family resources. He says, um, <laughs> I love that the way he said it too. He says that they have strong revenue streams and he's going to really have to see how things play out. He says what's really helping is their media partner in WB Discovery. He says that, you know, they've given them more opportunity and more chances for more content, more airtime, et cetera, et cetera. That he says that Q4 has been super strong, but obviously, you know, they have to see how things play out. But he thinks that as of right now, AEW is going to be fine. But just like any other company in the world, they're going to have to play it by ear. All right. Very interesting. Uh, what did you think of the show, Boris? Your quick overview thoughts. I thought the show was pretty good. I would have to say overall a uh, thumb up from me. I think that the first half was uh, a lot stronger than the second half. I think, you know, basically the Jake Cargo match changed things. And for me, like it just, I, I it was up and down after that. Um, a lot of overbooked endings in the second half. I think the tag team match overall was overbooked. Uh, I think even the sting um, that match, there was a lot going on, but the Acclaim match, too much was going on. I kind of wish they kept that a little more simple. Um, the MJF Mox match, I really, really wish that MJF beat him clean. I understand yeah. yes. the whole Regal stuff. I get it. But at the same time, you know, I guess MJF is staying heel. So that's yeah. that. Yeah. The women's match, Jamie Hayter, her crowning moment. I really wish that she had just been her alone, right? It kind of does open the door for the whole Britt Baker stuff, but I, you know, it kind of takes away a little bit of her thunder in my opinion. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I was kind of hoping that she would win. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I was kind of hoping she would win clean without having Britt and Reba. Cause I'll admit when rebel, sorry, rebel came out, um, I was kind of like, ah, crap. <laughs> like that was sort of my attitude when I saw that. Um, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm happy for hater. Like the match in and of itself was, was really good, but would have liked to have seen her win it alone. Yeah. Yeah. That that's exactly kind of how I felt, but overall I, I liked the show a lot and the uh, scrim seems to be done right now. So there perfect timing. Nice. All right. Excellent. And, uh, Mr. Andrada there, who's hiding behind his uh, after party uh, card there. How, how did you feel about the show tonight, Mark? Yeah, I enjoyed the show quite a bit. Here I am. I will appear. Uh, I enjoyed the show, except I'm frozen. So, perfect. That's really nice. Um, oh, here I am. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed the show quite a bit. Um, I'm actually more interested in to hear what our audience thought. So, I'm going to launch a poll. Uh, what did you think of the show? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Uh, I'm like almost all the way up. I'm like yeah. about here. Is where okay. I'm why, are you, and why, are you, why are you not all the way up? What I was think there it? were just a few moments where I was like, not totally engaged in the show. Like I mm -hmm. wasn't riveted top to bottom. There were a few moments where I sort of was like, oh, okay, picked up my phone. That's my gauge. How many times yeah, did I right. pick up my phone and start like That's exactly it. fussing with something else? What took um, you away? Which matches? Uh, you know, good question. I don't even remember. Um, there were a few, there were just a few moments. There were a few moments scattered throughout. I can't remember exactly where they were. Uh, I will say this. We were talking earlier about... Uh, the MJF, uh, John Moxley thing, and whether or not, like, what what's the logic between Regal going with Mo uh, with MJF? And I don't know if that's what's going to happen in the future. I think that this program, I think, 
This is my hypothesis on it. I think that uh, Moxley's going to go away for a little while and take that vacation that he's earned. Right. And, and has been waiting on taking. And when he comes back, he's going to have beef with Regal. And this has very little to do with MJF. MJF is going to go with the title and go do his own thing and not be paired with Regal. That's my hypothesis. Hmm, that seems... Uh, then why would you do what they did in the first place if nothing's going to come of it? Well, I think something will come of it, but I think it will be with Moxley and the Blackpool, uh, the the Blackpool uh, uh, hmm. uh, club. It seems weird. So does MJF not even acknowledge it now, or that's it? He doesn't even talk about it. I think he might say something, but but not not a whole lot. I don't think he joins Regal. I don't think Regal joins him. I think that because that's going to get too messy. That's going to have him in with Daniel. Well, Ryan. yeah, yeah, right. Like that's uh, that's too messy. So I think. Uh, uh, I, I think that it's just going to be his own thing, and and one Mox is ready to come back, Mox is going to have beef with the uh, uh, the Blackpool Club. Hmm. That's, that's my theory. Yeah, my yeah, theory. and and I could see it from that side. It just seems weird on like why. I don't know. It just seems weird if there's not connection to him to MJF. Why did he do it in the first place? Because he's got a problem with Mox. Hmm. He's got a problem with Moxley. It has right. less to do with MJF and more to do with, with Moxley. Yeah. And, 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 and remember, even though this is WWE, they did have a year-long program where um, <clears throat> like Regal and, and um, Dean Ambrose, I guess, had a year-long program where they basically beat the crap out of each other. So mm-hmm. you can always draw on that, too. And he, they have actually drawn on that you know, kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's sort of on the periphery during promos between those two anyways. Right. Uh, the the results of our poll have come through, and uh, it's eighty percent thumbs up, twenty percent thumbs down, zero percent thumbs in the middle. People did not feel mediocre about the show, uh, but a couple of people did uh, did not enjoy the show. So there you go. Oh, there you go. That's always that's always uh, their prerogative. I it was definitely a, a thumbs up for me. Uh, yeah, a couple of weird things here and there, but yeah, favorite match of the night. I, honestly, I think I'm gonna go with Tony Storm and Jamie Hader. I loved that match. Yeah, that was Same a here. great match. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, for me, I think it would be a Death Triangle versus the Elite, and uh, the fact that they're going into a, a a series of seven is very exciting for me. I'm very pleased about that. <laughs> Uh, All yeah, right, so, that's so the there you go. Poll that's going with the audience. Uh, I'll pop back on in a little while and, and let you know what the audience uh, says when they uh, when they all answer. All right, do we have anybody standing by that would like to chat on the show? Oh, good call. If uh, if you'd like to chat, uh, Chris Gaskin is on his way up. Of course, Chris Gaskin. Come on up, Chris. Uh, Chris Gaskin, I'm promoting him right now, and uh, he'll pop on the screen in just a second. Hey, Chris. Hey, you. guys. There you are. I got it. Nice. You so can hear me. Yeah. Everything's good. It's uh, yeah, you're yeah. a little loud. You're, you're a little loud. Is, uh, the levels. Gain on your oh, mic sorry. Like, <laughs> on a, turn the gain hey. on your mic down. And if, yeah, if just, I'm telling yeah, you, yeah, I'm, loud, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Hey, listen, Chris. If That's you the wrong button. The gain, That's... If you could just turn the gain down on your, can you imagine? I really just start harping on you. <laughs> ah, is that, that better? That's better. There we go. All right. How's it going, boys? Good. Very good. I I uh I very much enjoyed the show. Uh, I I'm with you guys. There were it, it, man. Every time Sting, I just const. Every time he jumps off something, <laughs> I'm constantly yelling his age. <laughs> I'm I'm just always. He's 63. I'm yelling it like the same way 
Tony, Tony yells, Schiavone it's Sting. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, when he's like, it's Sting. I'm like, he's 63. This <laughs> madman. Um, I mean, at the end of it, I, I almost felt bad that he was still wrestling because he looked beat up at the end of this match, like legitimately beat up. Um, and like wow. some of those spots, like like that, that Darby Allen jumping off the ladder and just I could watch Darby Allen getting caught by Satnam Singh all day, every day. Like that one time he went and did like his suicide dive and just bounced off of Satnam. I was oh, like, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is the best. Like, <laughs> God, I, lo- I love AEW sometimes. <laughs> um, what Mouse, was your, you were going to chime in. Oh, uh, go ahead. What was your oh, match? I, well, was, I cut you off. What was your match my, of the night, dude? My match of the night was, uh, I think it was easily uh, the trios match. Like, those guys just went zero to 60 like that and then stuck with it. And, and the entire, like, there wasn't really a moment that slowed, even when they slowed it down, they were still going 60. Uh, and it was, it's just a spectacle to see. I, I felt bad for, jade and nyla being put in that spot because man those women worked hard for that match and actually had a good match but like after those two matches that they had to follow i was like yeah you had to have something to like to sort of help the crowd you know oh level out right Um, my my buddy literally texted me piss break and (laughs) i was like (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I could see why you'd say. And then I was watching the match, going like, "This isn't half bad." They just followed two incredible yeah. matches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that if you're grading on a scale, this kind of sucks, but it's still good. Yeah, like, and that was the thing. Like, I mean, you know, someone had to follow the match. You know, with all due respect, yeah. to, so, with all due respect to Jade and Nyla, you know, it made sense that it was them. And and again, like the good part about that Jade Nyla match was that it wasn't too long. It was like a nice little sort of break before they yeah. you know, ramped it up again. I mean, it was I think it was the shortest match on the card. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, you know, that uh, that triple threat wasn't much longer. Like that one was quick. Uh, I, I like there I felt there wasn't a match on this card that I didn't actually enjoy. Like, I thought everything was at least pretty good. Um, I mean, Soraya has a bunch of ring rust that she's going to have to shake off. But, like, they did a great job. And watching watching the way that John Moxley worked that match, like, he might be the best guy working right now. And that dude has earned some time off because... Man, the the subtleties in what he did to put MJF over as a babyface in the match, mm-hmm. like he did not differ from what he normally does, aside from the fact that the only time he'd work the crowd is when they'd start booing him. Like he wasn't working the crowd like he'd normally do. There was no like, hey, come on, no firing up. And, and it just, he'd wait for the crowd to boo him. And then that's when he'd go and work them. And yeah, like was, he like I think he gave him the finger once. Yeah, and, but uh, it was, he, it was like after he was already getting heat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So to your point about Soraya, um, actually, I was wrong. The scrum is still going on, so I'm listening to both at the same time. Um, okay. She, when she was up, she did mention that she, even she felt uh, a lot of ring rust. She's uh, feeling 100%. She gets yeah. checked before and after the matches, uh, really hyping up the whole, you know, Tony Khan is taking care of me. I wasn't going to start wrestling until, you know, I got a lot of approvals, et cetera, et cetera. But she did say that, she, she, you know, while she's 100%, she's still working on some of that ring rust. Yeah, of course. I mean, when you take five years off, you're of course you're going to have ring rust. So, like, I exactly. really don't feel bad for the lady uh, in that terms. But, like, I even so, I thought she put on a really good so did I. performance. Yeah, I yeah. agree. You know, yeah. Again, I thought at the beginning it was a little weird, but as the match progressed and as you could see her getting comfortable for lack of better term um and again i really yes. liked i really liked the way that they they told the story about brit going like you know there, there was one point in the match and dan you kind of mentioned it during the recap where she was uh, brit was jawjacking with um Soraya's brother while she had uh Soraya in a cravat i just yep. thought that was like that's just oh, like, yep. that was so good you know the the amount of just working her neck yeah like even I was like, I like I I get that we do this because this is what pro wrestling is, but ease off just a bit, like just right. a little bit. Like it was perfect heat. Yeah. Um, one of the other things I I noticed, I thought you guys kind of missed when you were going over the recap uh, was Tony Storm being busted open. Like that was from either a punch, like an errant punch. Yeah. Or oh, yeah, yeah. She it was like, hard right. way. It was hard way for sure. Yeah. yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't from the belt shot. Like it was 100% like in their little back and forth punch off. Like she just got mm -hmm. smoked in the nose. Uh, I don't yeah, know. She hit it's... her with a four. I think she hit her with a forearm in the nose. Yeah. And that's yeah. what yeah. happened there. Yeah, it was yeah. rough. Well, yeah. and, and, yeah. and the other thing, too, and, and I I failed to mention this as well is like you could tell those two have some really good chemistry because they were not oh, holding back right they were great they were awesome they were so great right? yeah. yeah so yeah. um yeah. i i mean the the only match that i would even say i found disappointing and, and i'm god i'm using that term loosely because i thought the match was still great it's just like after their previous two was the tag match yeah i like, knew you're gonna it, say that <laughs> It was still a great match, but it's like, man, their first match at All Out was so, right. so goddamn incredible. Yeah. yeah. And the follow-up was great, too, that it's like, I, I get we're telling the story, and it, it just takes away from that match that they could have. But, like, man, this, like, I thought all in all it was a very fun card. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I saw the regal turn coming from, I saw it coming the second they had their interaction in the ring, like him and MJF. And I was telling my buddy, I'm like, Regal's going to turn. And it, it kind of guts me because I love Blackpool Combat Club. I don't necessarily like the position that they're in right now, but it's like, I, I think, you know, you have a company that is dealing with a bunch of PR nightmare problems and it kind of forced them to go a little bit off direction from where they were going, which I mean, just happened to be from when Punk first won the title and then was hurt with the foot. Like they had to put Moxley back in that position where it looked very clear that Mox and 
Dragon were heading into like tag team championship territory. And, and just seeing the snowball from that, I, I mean, like, I, I feel like this company still has solid footing, but it's like a, a lot of, a lot of what they've changed. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like it. It's just like, I, I saw where they were going and I was so hyped up for that, that, that it's like watching whatever's going to happen with Blackpool Com- or Blackpool Combat Club. Um, yeah, that got to me because I, I just thought that faction was so cool. Well, perhaps it'll be like Mark suggested and that it really doesn't affect them at all until, you know, Moxley comes back or something. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Well, thank you very much, Chris. Have you got anything else or is that it or? No, uh, that, that was pretty much it. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I gave the show a thumbs up. My favorite match was the trios match just cause it was crazy. But I mean, like I said, I, I didn't feel there was a bad match on the card, which just gets a thumbs up because of that. Right on. Right on. Okay. Well, thanks for dropping by. Later, Chris. And, and we'll talk to you later. Yeah. All right, Mark is. Uh, oh, I see Jake's picture up there. Yeah, Jake's here. Jake, uh, turn on your camera. Hey guys, how's it going? It's great to talk hey, to you Jake. guys. Hey Jake, what's happening? Hey, hey Joe, looking sweet. Uh, where you're at, so right now, how you doing, boy? <laughs> looking fine as ever. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I gotta say that um, I know my feelings on this, but I, for me, I, is it safe to say that AEW has successfully completed in writing of the ship in the aftermath of all out um uh we'll see if it's recency bias or not but my sort of feeling coming out of this show is that we'll rightfully see full gear uh named as a lot of people's uh, show of the year um maybe neck to neck uh, neck to neck with a forbidden door uh but uh, i thought this show uh definitely desperately needed after what has been their most tumultuous and most challenging uh, year uh, of all time, in, in my opinion, um, they still have some things to sort out. Um, you know, like I agree with you, like some of the bookings and probably like the, the second half of the show uh, was uh, was iffy and uh, a little bit way overbooked. Uh, but like overall, like well, my match of the night was definitely uh, Jamie and uh, uh, uh <clears throat> definitely Jamie and Tony Storm. Um, I'm really happy uh, to see, uh, really excited to see what Jamie is going to do and uh, the crowd popped uh, big for her and it'll be interesting to see what they do with hater create create um what they do with jamie creatively since she's getting cheered more as a heel than any of their any of their female baby faces so it'll be interesting to see what what it goes uh, beyond that <laughs> yeah. um in, in terms of have they righted the ship I, i'm gonna say that this was a good a good step in the right direction, but I'm, I'm, I don't know if they've righted the ship entirely just yet because like, you know, you still like, let's see what happens with the elite. For example, um, we still haven't heard what's going on with CM Punk. Um, you know, so, you, you know, you've still got kind of this Thunder Rosa thing happening that, you know, the rumors and conjectures, let me just use that, but you've got this Thunder Rosa thing happening. You still have the Adams and the, like the Adams are out, 
So this Miro, still, uh, you still have these questions yeah, Miro, with yeah. Miro and speculation Miro and and issues Black, with Miro too, uh, right? Andrade, Blackpool, uh, the Black Page, uh, not Black Page, the um, what do you call it? The the you know Malachi Black and, and yeah, Malachi Black, Black yeah. House of Black, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you still got a bunch of unanswered questions, but you put on shows like this that will help people forget that stuff, or it'll help improve the situation. So that was good. Um, the other thing too, and, and I know we kind of joked around about this at the top, like the, you know, like I'm, I'm, I know Boris, you're covering it, but it sounds like this press conference is way less controversial than the all out yeah. one. Not as eventful. Um, I don't think yeah. Yeah. not yeah. as eventful, uh, but there is a little bit of a development uh, to going back to what you piggyback of what you said about the elite show. Um, there was a very good question that was asked and, uh, by, um, uh, and I got to shout out this person because uh, he's part of the uh, he's a member of the media. Uh, our mutual friend, John Pollock. He asked. Oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's there at the press conference and he asked a damn good question. And he he um, pushed Tony about uh, their responsibilities, about the elite's responsibilities going forward and their status. And Tony outright said uh, that uh, they are going to keep their responsibilities as EVPs. And they're continuing uh, their roles uh, backstage as well as far as production and in the video games. So it looks like it's going to be business as usual going forward for the elite. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised, you know. I, and I, I, you know, as far as Punk can, is concerned, I don't think we're going to see Punk like like Punk's done. Like that's. <laughs> Would you say, you know, uh, Mouth? I know that you and I have uh, disagreed about, uh, about Punk uh, many times, but. Uh, it, it it's kind of like I kind of like owe you an apology on that sort of that sort of thing, uh, but it's like probably like one of the biggest fall uh, biggest uh, falls of grace uh, that I've ever seen and maybe in professional wrestling, and but like it was like I thought I kind of had like it was one hell of a year for Punk and it, it's he like, had it, he had the silver spoon handed to him. Tony Khan wanted to base the whole promotion around Punk from day one, before Punk was even there. And Punk gets an opportunity. He's with a company now where he's they're probably going to let him do whatever the hell he wants. And he totally shit all over them. Like... Like I can't. I, I I was absolutely stunned by his behavior because I, I knew he really, was a bit. Yeah. He's a bit of a prima donna, but this was just like, come on, buddy, you're not in somewhere you don't want to be. You're in a company where they are willing to pretty well do whatever you want, and yeah. he just came out there and shit all over him, like specifically the elites and calling them um, uh, EVPs that never like e like EVPs who never even can't even run a target and they think they're that they belong in Reseda, which really rubbed me, uh, you know, kind of the wrong way because you think that punk being, you know, he's an indie guy and you think that uh, he would be in the same page with the box and Kenny. Um, it, it's really unfortunate to see, you know, what, uh, what has happened to him. Like, you know, I love punk, but uh, I don't know what's going to go on from here. He's I mean, done he's with on. wrestling. I, I don't, I don't you think, think unless, yeah. unless he decides to do some indie shows or somebody, he's not going to end up in WWE. In fact, he's already, didn't he just do commentary for some uh, MMA group or something? Yeah. yeah. CF, CFC or whatever it was. Yeah, so you know, I don't know. I think we, I think he's done. The trunks, the trunks and boots have been left in the middle of the ring. He's done. Yeah, but overall, this was a good pay per view. Uh, the show really started strong with the first two matches. Uh, you know, the the uh, obviously the elites and the death triangle was uh, it was amazing. There was no way they could maintain that pace 
but the yeah, four way yeah, delivered sure. and they yeah. closed the night with a few entertaining matches, you know, including you know two newsworthy title changes. Um, I, I I might be in the minority, but I'm really curious to see how Regal and MJF will uh, pair together uh, to see uh, to see how they will fare together. So I can't wait to see what Dynamite uh, pulls forward in that. So what do you think? <laughs> well, I'm, def- I, I, I'm definitely curious on that too. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. Like, you know, even if they don't pair up together. Even just the like the reason why Regal helped MJF, you know, what I mean, like I'd be curious to hear what that is. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, you know, it does put in a lot of questions and Dan's alluded to them a, f- a few times already. What what happens with the Blackpool Combat Club? You know, what happens to Moxley when he comes back? You know, because the, the, the other thing, too, that you got to like th- that you got to remember is you've got um, this unfinished business with the firm and MJF and with the firm being a, a heel stable, right? Does that mean MJF stays babyface, or does he play that tweener role or, you know, they, there's, there's some really cool potential storylines that, that yeah. can happen. And that's the thing. This, I'm happy right? that the firm was involved in this. Oh yeah. Event. No, if, yeah. if they had been involved, I Oh God. Yeah. No disappointed no, yeah. to hell. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Do you see Jake? Do you see Wardlow as MJF's first big uh, challenger? Ooh, that's a very good question. Um, well, I, I know um, as probably uh, with this next Ring of Honor pay per view, uh, he's going to face uh, with uh, with Joe. Um, uh, first of all, um, maybe not too far down the road, but uh, I think he's going to stick with Joe uh, for uh, for a little bit. Uh, I'm actually I'm actually uh, curious to see what who will be the first challenger. Me too. Coming up, yeah, and same. I hope it to be to be honest, I'm biased, but I hope it uh, hopefully not too far down the road we'll see Ricky Starks in that role uh, as the number one contender. Uh, I, I, I I think Starks is six months to a year away. He's still got to build that guy up. Yeah, sure. um, yeah, I, I, and, and like kind of a spoiler alert for me anyways, I think Ethan page wins that, uh, wins that tournament. And there's your first, there's your first, uh, there's sense. your first opponent. Right. Plus, plus it's the firm it's Stokely. So, yes. you know, let's yeah. see what happens there. Yeah. I agree with you guys there. Um, last thing. I'm really happy that, uh, Takeshi is finally uh full time uh, with AEW. I love that guy uh, to death. I've become such a big fan of him this year. He's so versatile in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I love watching. Yeah, I love watching him, especially this past Friday on on Rampage. And man, I, I got to feel so happy for the man. I, I got to say, like we're inching closer to the uh, the year end awards, uh, and uh, I got to say, I think he's, I think he's my pick for probably breakout star or most improve because like he's 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 got star power right there in my opinion (laughs) yeah he's he's definitely he's a special kid i could say that being old dan can say it even more than me Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh no he's a special kid and to be honest with you like his uh cinnabon tweets are uh, like those are tremendous so (laughs) (laughs) follow that dude on twitter if you don't already Yeah, I'm curious. Now that he's here and he's part, he's definitely part of the company. Um, they can give him a stronger role because he'll be here all the time. So I'm very curious too. Well, and, and to see you know what they, they what to, they do with him to build on that, Dan. Think about it. Like he already had some pretty high profile matches as a free agent. So now mm-hmm. that he's now that he's actually part of the show, yeah. Like let's put him in a storyline with like an Eddie Kingston, mm-hmm. or let's put him in a storyline with you know. Um, yeah, you know, like again, a little maybe a later on, but like a Samoa Joe or 
you know, powerhouse Hobbs yeah, or whatever, yeah. right? Like that's a guy that can hang with those guys, right? In in terms of size, because it's still realistic. Definitely. So yeah. yeah, looking forward to seeing more of that guy. He was really good. Jake, I totally agree. <clears throat> he he's definitely in the running as maybe your most improved or breakout star type of deal. And he had some really good matches uh in twenty twenty two for sure. All right. Anything else, Jake? I think that should be it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, I can't believe it's a few weeks away, but I'm looking really looking forward to uh, your guys' year end awards uh, with the best of worst of. Uh, so I don't know if you guys are working on it yet, but. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 All right, cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Jake, at this late, late hour, and uh, take care of yourself. And I'm sure we'll talk to you next time. Good to see All you, brother, Jake. Out, thanks so much. Peace out. So, a couple All last right. things. Couple last yes. things about okay, that Boris. scrum. Okay, go. They were talking. He got asked about Wayward Sons. He said that uh, that plan was a few weeks in the making, and it was a super easy deal to make. Kansas was really eager to get that song <laughs> out there to them. He says that was super easy. So um, does does were, he? Is it in, per, in perpetuity, or is it just a one? Was it yeah, just a one like, shot? Yeah, it's just a one shot. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now they did bring up. ROH, right? Obviously, the whole ROH stuff. Um, they were talking about Colt Cabana and, and the Jericho stuff. He was being very careful about answering that question for obvious CM Punk reasons. But then they were talking about, you know, the mixing of ROH storylines and AEW storylines. And he, Tony was essentially saying that he tries to keep them separate. And then he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> then he thought about it. And he's like, wait, Joe just won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, double, he's double champ now. But he says that for the most part, they try to keep them separate. Um, there is no deal in place yet. He says it would be super easy for him just to give them a Internet show. But that's not what he wants. He wants to give them, you know, the proper loving care that mm -hmm. ROH deserves. So he wants to put them on TV. Um, he says that in terms of pay-per-view numbers, it's going to be three for ROH a year and five for AEW moving forward. Oh, okay. Yep, so nah, it looks like Forbidden Door is going to likely be a regular thing in some shape, way, or form. But he says that that's kind of like what what he's leaning towards right now. But uh, obviously, he kept the door open, right, with content and everything. Uh, so that, that that's uh, super interesting. They did ask about the next pay-per-view, Revolution. Um, he says that, you know, uh, he's looking into it right now. He says that he was he was likely going to announce something tonight. He didn't uh, PR and legal was like right by his side. It was really funny that they had a wide shot and you can see like the PR and legal people <laughs> like right there. And he was kind of staring at them here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he did kind of say that some of the rumors out there are true. So it's probably going to be early March in San Francisco. Mm. Oh, nice. Nice. Excellent. Yep. So that's that's Excellent. that's the gist. That's uh basically what we had there. Um, you know, it'd be ironic if if he uh, if he if he could get a TV deal with Sinclair to get. A oh yeah, right. TV. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would laugh. I yeah, thought that I would, would die. Point, I would die. I would just it just be like perfect timing, right? Um, but we'll see what's happening there. But yeah, he says he's trying to keep the brand separate. And I, I can see that, but the, it's kind of funny though, because like as he said that, yeah, you can tell yeah, it's like, wait a minute, wait hold a minute. on, what? Yeah. Wait a minute, no, not not tonight. He didn't for sure. Yep. Uh, and Mark, is there anybody else waiting to chat, or are we are we done? No, that's it. All right. 
Okay, well, I think we should put it to bed since it's about, yeah, one thirty-eight Eastern Standard Time, and Boris and I have to get up early to watch the Formula One race. So. Dude, in half yeah. an hour, the New Japan Stardom Show starts, so I'm just Oh, that's I'm just right, the Stardom through. Show is tonight. I forgot about that. Oh, wow. Starts at 2 a.m. Yeah, Eastern. Hey. Hang on. So I might have to watch some of that. that. That's on New Japan World, right? No. So it is on New Japan World, but you have to pay an extra 30 bucks to watch it. Oh, wow. OK, that's a bit yeah. of a rip off. Yeah, but but su surprise, surprise. Boris is staying up past 130. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, like, like this actually. never happens ever. <laughs> never. Once ever. in a lifetime. Yeah. Once in a lifetime. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So I'm going to stay and, up watching New Japan stardom. Yeah. And then we got the uh, the Grand Prix to end the season it's at the 7 last race of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and, by, and by the way, Boris won't be drinking any beers either during this. <laughs> I got water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But is it right. water? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mark, what was the match of the night poll? <laughs> Kevin's asking. Oh, yeah. Good call. Uh, <laughs> let, me pull that up. let me pull that up for you. All right. Share results. Uh, let's see here. It looks like it was a tie. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, it was. Yeah. Tie between the uh, Death Triangle versus the Elite and Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter. Oh, hard stop. Jarrett and yeah. Lethal and Sting and Darby tied with Mox versus Sam. That's outstanding. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, you know what? I got. I I was thinking about this because it for me it was it was actually um, between Britt and Soraya mainly because of storyline uh, and Storm and Hater. But I gotta go with Storm and Hater. That match was just it was just hard hitting, good story you know, great results. Um, you know, I and I would argue that it was maybe outside of maybe the Wardlow Samojo powerhouse Hobbs match, probably the least overbooked at the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even though there was a little bit of shenanigans at the ending. Yeah. All right. All right. There you have it. Very good. Very good. Okay. Well, let's put it to bed then since Boris got to go get ready to watch stardom. Joe, <laughs> Joe looks like he's half asleep already. And yeah, I need I I need to rest up here before the race in the morning. So that's it, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. And um, the Sunday show will be up tomorrow. I'm sure Mike will have more on uh, what happened as well. And yeah, that's it. Goodbye. Take care, See everyone. See ya. Don't you cry no more. Don't you cry no more. Uh, we're gonna keep crying. Sorry, Boris. <laughs> It's all good. I'm going to be up anyways. All right. Time to rock out, play some air guitar. <laughs> <laughs>